Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today, and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning again, church. Wasn't it great to hear from Emily and Anna this morning and from the kids? Hey, thanks so much for your contribution uh, today. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers. It's great that you can join us today from wherever it is you're you're joining us from. Welcome this morning. Great to have you on board. And we're starting a a brand new sermon series today uh, on identity. And uh, I've titled today's message, Following the Father's Lead. You know, I've been really fortunate in my life that I've had a really good father figure. Um, And uh, my dad was a a great man, very instrumental in uh, fashioning my life and my faith. And so really blessed by that. I know that's not everyone's, um, you know, uh, I guess, experience in life. And so as we come around this whole uh, topic of identity, you know, Jesus was very, um, uh, you know, outspoken. He was very forthright about who he came to represent. He came to represent his father. And I just want us to look at this today in following the father's lead because that's what Jesus did. So, you know, the question today is what influences in your life have played a significant role in the way in which you now view God as being your heavenly father? And how have those experiences, both positive and negative, now influenced your ability to clearly see and experience God the way in which he intends for your life and my life. See, God wants us to be able to uh, receive him um, as as the heavenly father, as he intended for us through Christ. But he also wants us to be people that can also represent him on the face of this earth. And that's what we're going to look at today. So how do we live a life that follows the father? Um, Jesus showed us the way to do this uh, by the way he lived and through what he taught, you know, all, all throughout Jesus' life, as I said. Um, he was always talking about the Father and what the Father was up to, and, and that's what he did. He did what he saw the Father doing. And we're going to refer to parts of John's Gospel today and, and just, just to follow what Jesus actually said um, in John's Gospel about that. But most of you, just quickly this morning, um, just want to do a slight segue. And uh, most of you uh, would have seen the artwork of a guy by the name of Reg Mombasa. And uh, he was a former band member, band member, sorry, of uh, Mental as Anything. And he won. He's won fame for his paintings, um, notably published on Mambo clothing T-shirts. And uh, today, being Father's Day, I thought I would just relax it down a bit with a tea. And um, I don't know if the camera's showing it up, but I've got like little thongs all over this. So it's a nice casual T-shirt. Um, but, you know, back to Reg Mombasa, he, he, he does these designs on T-shirts, right? And his Mambo Theology pictures, they explore the spiritual side of life. And on one hand, they display, they display a certain insight. Um, you know, in, in some of his pictures, there's this one imagining the Aussie Jesus casting out gamblers from the casino. Or, or multiplying pies and beers when they run out at the footy. Yeah, and on, on one hand, his art is often blasphemous and rude, uh, and, and he always subverts the, the biblical accounts of Jesus' lives. In a recent biography, Mombasa says he believes Jesus was a real radical preacher, but I think some of his more obsessed and deluded followers concocted a belief system from his teaching afterwards. Ironically, he says he's never read the Bible from cover to cover, but he claims, I'm very familiar with it through secondary sources, uh, Bible comics and Sunday stories and films, and I've read lots of books about the Bible. Wow. So why does any of this matter? Well, I believe like 
too many Aussies, uh, Reg included, both Christian and, and non-Christian, we can form our own opinions on important questions about like the reality of God and, and, and His will for our lives and, and who Jesus was and, and, and what His purpose and plan for, for our lives. How does that relate to us today? Like how does any of what, what Jesus came to do, how does any of that relate to me today? Um, you know, on, on one hand, we have Jesus um, being represented in one light with, through Reg and, and so many people can misrepresent represent uh, the life of Jesus and uh, we know the one true source of all truth is in him and that's what the Bible uh, de- declares about him and that's what Jesus declared about himself but we don't just want to go uh, and, and live this life um, just on the hearsay of someone else we want to we want to come to the source yeah so why is it important I believe it's important because a distorted image of God will ultimately result in a distorted image of ourselves hey why else did they create snapchat filters you know what I mean? We love to put these filters on and, and, and augment our appearance. And, and if we don't have a, an understanding of, of who Jesus came to represent and then for us, who we are meant to represent, then, then we can have a distorted image of ourselves. And there's so many people that can often struggle with identity and where they fit in. And I, I just believe this is such a really important topic for us to talk about who we represent. You know, um, praise God that Jesus uh, didn't need a filter. He, he didn't need a third-party uh, source to enhance the one whom he came to represent. In uh, John chapter 5 and verse 19 to 20, uh, this is what Jesus uh, was talking about. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does also. And for For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he's doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will be truly astonished. You know, Jesus was giving an explanation um, following a healing that he performed on a man. And, uh, you know, people were were saying, well, who is this person? Who who, who is this Jesus? And uh, Jesus was always being pressed about his identity. And I'd just like to take a couple of points away from this particular scripture where Jesus was talking about, you know, the truth that he came. He came not to do anything by himself, but he came to represent the Father. He came to reflect what he already saw the Father doing. And uh, there's, there's four points that I just want to quickly bring out. And that is that the first point is that Jesus was crystal clear on the one whom he came to represent. And there's so much distraction for us, church, in our life that we can often um, lose track of who it is we're actually representing. Sometimes we can pick up, you know, a third-party issue or there's, there's things that come to distract us. Uh, we need to be reminded of what Jesus always said. He said he came to do the Father's will. He came to do what the Father uh, had asked of him to do, and he, he did what he saw the Father doing. And uh, so the challenge for us is, firstly, um, how, do, how do we represent Jesus? Because Jesus is always crystal clear on that point, that he came to represent his Father. The second point is that Jesus looked up to his Father. Jesus always referenced his father, but he looked up to his father in that he, he would look to see what his father was doing. He'd listen to hear what his father was saying. And the challenge for us, us as, as his followers is to do the same. Yeah, to look up to Jesus, to, to actually concentrate on, on, on what God the Father has, has asked us to do and to listen for his spirit's voice in our lives. The third point is that Jesus didn't seek any glory for himself. And quite often the temptation for us in life is we like accolades. We like, we like people to, to give us recognition for what we can do and what we've achieved. But Jesus gave all the glory to his Father. Always giving glory to his Father. 
The fourth point is that Jesus produced the works of his Father. And we're going to touch on that just in a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for having, as I said before, grown up with a good Father figure in my life. And I know that may not have been everyone's experience, but praise God, when we give our life to Christ, when we ask Jesus to come into our life and be our Lord and Savior, we get the most amazing introduction to the best Father that any of us could ever hope for. Um, it doesn't matter what your experience may have been, even if you had a really good dad, right? Like God just absolutely absolutely exceeds all those expectations of what your natural earthly father may have been like. And uh, you may be able to reflect on some lessons or experiences, um, you know, that, that, that has helped to shape your life, you know, through father figures or your, your own natural father. Or perhaps you picked it up through observation. And this is one of the points that Jesus is always talking about, watching and seeing what his father was doing. And uh, he spoke about this type of observation learning a lot. And um, I'm just reminded, you know, about my father, uh, just a really quick story. Um, I remember my dad was using a power planer one day, you know, connected up to 240 volts and he was planing down some wood. And I can remember as a kid looking at what he was doing and I'm thinking, man, that looks really dangerous. I can see the lead, you know, could get caught up. And uh, dad was at this for a couple of hours and all of a sudden I just remember seeing this big blue flash, right? And, and all of a sudden dad's standing there like with the power planer and the cord like sawn off. And I'm like, are you okay? You know. So sometimes you can actually learn what not to do um, for, through observation. But Jesus is talking about what to do by looking at his father. And Jesus had this to say in John chapter 14, verse 11. He said, just believe that I am in the father and the father is in me, or at least believe because of the works you have seen me do. See, Jesus is always wanting to point people back to his father again. And just a few verses before this, Jesus was talking to Philip. And uh, he says, he says in uh, John 14 and verse 9, um, he says, Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. See, Jesus' life and his works always bear witness to his Father. So where does this leave us when it comes to us now being being representatives on the face of this earth? And, and uh, Jason shared so beautifully with us last week about being lights and and allowing our light to shine because that's what we've got to do we've got to allow our light to shine we've come to represent our father and our father is love our father is light our father is is all the fruits of the spirit galatians chapter 5 uh, verse 22 and 23 that that jason had touched on last week so we're going to represent our father through these things um it's really interesting to note that when Jesus was talking uh, to people, that there were always people pressing him and asking him, well, just show us the Father. You know, you're saying that you, you, the, the Son and, and, and show us the Father. And that's what Jesus was always pointing to. You know, if you don't believe what I've said, then just believe on the works alone because these are the works that I see my Father doing. And uh, Jesus, in one occasion um, in John's Gospel, uh, he had this to say. He was talking to a group of people and uh, they're asking him that same question about, well, show us the Father. Who's this Father? What's all that about? And uh, in John chapter 8 and verse 39, they say, our Father is Abraham, they declared. And, and jo- Jesus said, no. Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Ab- Abraham, you'd follow his example. See, before that, Jesus was talking to them in John uh, chapter 8, 31 and 32. And he says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples. 
if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So it's really bizarre that these guys that were actually listening to Jesus at the time actually said that about Abraham because, you know, the children of Israel, they were taken off into captivity. They went into Egypt and whatnot. So they were slaves. They had been slaves before. But for us today, we've got to ask ourselves, whose example do we follow? Do we follow the example of our heavenly father, just like Jesus did? Or are we representing another father, just like the people were? You know, Jesus said, you know, you're, you're representing uh, your father, the devil. Basically, it was really a big rebuke that he gave to them. Uh, and, and he said, you know, I came to, to represent my father and I do his will and I follow his way. So whose example do you follow today? Uh, do you follow God's example or do you follow some other example? In John chapter 14 and verse 12 to 13, uh, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. See, what did the works of Jesus do? The works of Jesus released faith in people to believe. And I'm challenged by this scripture. It's one of the most challenging scriptures that I read in John's gospel because Jesus goes on to say here, like, that that the same works that he did, even greater works, we will do. And I'm thinking, man, like, wow, you're talking about raising the dead. You're talking about seeing blind eyes open, deaf ears open. And and, and there's many people that experience these things. And we see the move of the Holy Spirit in, in many nations. And even in our own nation, too, people can testify to healings and different things that they've seen and praise God that... The Holy Spirit is with us to do that. But, you know, I, I come back to that and I think about what are these greater works that Jesus is talk, talking to us about that we will do. And see, maybe the greater works are, are you, you know, going and, and being influential in, in your world or your space. Maybe it is that you'll lay hands on someone and you'll see amazing things happen. See, we, we come to represent Christ. We come to represent our Father. And what were some of those things that he's asked me to do what are some of those things he's asked you to do so what did the works of jesus do they released faith in people to believe and secondly they pointed people to the father you know paul said that that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation and i can think of no better opportunity or time in history where we can represent the father where we can show them the love that that exists for us through jesus christ and that we can be people that introduce you know men and women and young people and old people or people from all walks of life no matter what their experience no matter what their background into a relationship with a father that loves them that is for them that has a plan for their life and, and, and that's exactly what we're called to do as believers, to represent our Father and His love, to point people back to Him again. So today, you know, each person, uh, uh, myself, yourself watching this, who have placed their faith in Jesus, are called to carry on the same works of the Son. Why? So that people would be reunited with the Father again. That people would come to know the love of that exists through Christ back to the Father again, and that they can experience the peace that we have. They can experience the joy that we can we have. That they can then be people that partake of the same privilege that we have today. What an honor! What an honor it is for us to be able to represent our Father and Jesus in that regard. In Romans eight verse fourteen, just as I I, I wind up today. Um, Paul had this to say, he said, For all who are led by the Spirit of God, 
are children of God. I don't know about you, but I love being a child of God. I love all the privileges that go with that. I love that, that, that no matter what I do, that His love is always there. You know, the Bible says that, that even when I'm, I'm faithless, that He remains faithful. And if you're anything like me, you know, you miss the mark sometimes. You get it wrong. But praise God, our God is so loving. Our God is so generous. He's full of grace. He's full of mercy. And for us today, that's what we want to represent. We want to represent our God that is full of grace, our God that is full of mercy, our God that is full of love and, and ready to forgive, you know, full of that ability and that willingness to forgive. So no matter what you've done, no matter what other people have done, you know, with the power of, of the Holy Spirit in and through us, we can see people come back into a relationship with God the Father again. And they too can go on to represent Him the way that He intended for them to do. You know, I can't really think of a better way uh, to celebrate Father's Day than that. You know, so today, hey, let's choose to represent our Father well in our conversation, on social media, with our families, with people over over phone uh, and, and any other medium, you know, Zoom, and there's so many different ways we can connect these days. Let's be people that represent our Father well and, and you know, pray and believe for opportunities to see people reconciled and come into a relationship with Him. That's what it's all about. Jesus came. He, he died for us, and He wants to offer life to people through what He's done. And, and yourself and myself, we get to be a part of, of loving people that way and representing Christ and His Father so well. Hey, so praise God. Uh, encourage you with that today. And uh, I'm going to pray, and, uh, and, and we just believe for God's best for your life today. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word that, that speaks to us. We thank you, Lord God, that you, you came to um, uh, give us life. And, and a life that is of an abundant life. And Lord, we just pray that, that your spirit living in us, Lord, that, that we know your word says that you give us the desire and the power to do what pleases you. And Lord, I just pray today that, Father, although some of us, we, we may, may not have had an experience of a great earthly father, I pray that, Lord, as, as we continue to read your word, as we get your word into our lives, that your spirit just reveals more and more of your father heart towards us. And Lord, may we be ever reminded that you are a God that is full of grace. You are a God that is full of love. And Lord, you desire nothing more than us to be in this world representing you in all that way. Lord, you are just so, so good. And Lord, you are just so amazing, Father. We just, we, just, we just look to you now and we just think about, Lord God, all the privileges that we have in you. And Father, I pray that you would just continue to work through us. Help us to represent you well. And we give you all the praise and glory. Amen. Hey, praise God. Thanks for joining us today. Dads, I, I trust that your kids are still going to be spoiling on you and you have an amazing day. Hey, God bless. Look forward to talking again soon.